All right, welcome to Seishura, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Jim Jam. I'm Scoop Magoo. And uh, we've got a fun episode today. Uh, you know, we, we've done a couple of these, we call them genre explorations, where for like the last week, me and Scott pick a certain genre and we just kind of dive into it, sort of explore territory that we haven't explored before, um, you know, listen to some albums that maybe have have you know fallen under a radar that we haven't really given the proper time etc etc and uh so previously we've done uh free jazz and we've done uh industrial uh slash noise and you know i i loved both those but honestly this is uh, like i think this is probably our favorite my favorite segment that we do um and and i think this episode of Tico is going to be interesting because you know, yeah. we're, we're both pretty well-versed. We're going to be talking about hardcore, you know, yeah, a pretty, pretty blanket genre we're, that is, you know, twisted we're, we're, and turns. We're doing, we're, we, before someone else can make the joke, we're, we're doing a hardcore exploration, so. Well, yeah, I mean, you fulfill in the blank as you see fit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but basically, um, <laughs> like, what, we're, we're defining hardcore as, you know, we're, we're, we're defining it very loosely, so we could be talking about hardcore punk, uh, we could talk about, you know, I, I would even, you know, shout out post punk if you wanted to, but post hardcore, math core, death core, uh, what have you, um, you know, just I, we're, we're, we're getting all the cores and, and we're talking about them. And um, yeah, we're just going to talk about uh, a, a handful of albums that we listened to specifically this week and just sort of thoughts on them and just sort of trade back and forth just sort of riffs on them so uh scott do you, what do you think about doing like um we'll sort of trade off albums basically for sure yeah okay because i i think we both did like a good handful yeah so that that should work out well so wh- why don't you go first good sir yeah so i'm gonna start relatively so i ordered these i kind of made a, a running list of albums i want to listen to there's some i some i didn't get to but i got to almost all of them which yeah, is cool me too I, um yeah but basically how i did this is i just i typed hardcore punk into rate your music and then kind of um shifted you know kind of twisted the list based on okay like you know different decades and then i looked down and saw okay that that might be a cool subgenre to explore so this is a pretty wide variety uh on here mm-hmm. uh however you know starting sequentially uh from um you know, you know from from the 70s really late 70s I, I saw that i had every decade up through the 2000s oh so you, and, you basically did the same thing you did with industrial yeah uh mm-hmm. th- this i was a little bit more fast and loose with because frankly a lot of these albums are super short or relatively yeah. short so it was pretty easy to listen to a lot and in fact there was one artist i'm going to talk about later i listened to all three of their albums just because mm-hmm. they were all like at most 20 minutes long so it was pretty easy to do that but i started out with a 70s classic late 70s but i wanted to have every genre represented and i had a ton from the 80s 90s and the 2000s uh this is a uh pretty big release and obviously these are all ones that you know i had I've been saying I want to get around to them and had never can, listened to them before. Can I just take a guess on this one? Because I I think I know. Okay. Uh, is it Agent Orange Living in Darkness? It isn't. 
Oh, uh, it okay. is something a little bit more mainstream that just for whatever reason never never heard. You know, pretty well regarded hardcore punk album. It's uh, GI by the Germs. Uh, you, or, or, you've never listened to GI. Yeah, I know. Like when, when I, as soon as I, you know, sorted the hardcore punk uh, list on Rate Your Music, um, you know, this came off like, oh, like, I have to listen to that. Yeah. yeah. And so, give me, give me your hand, give me, give me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, it, it's a, it's a great, and actually, that song as well as a, a song off of the, uh, the next album I talk about was on Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, which had a, a, a punk theme, and I, I forget if that was. Th- they had some punk songs, you know, classic punk songs, um, you know, the original versions on the soundtrack, and then they had newer punk bands or hardcore bands, rec- you know, re-record some older punk classics. So huh. I forget which one it was, but uh, I love that song, and uh, which I th- what is what is it called? Oh god, I know. I'm trying to think of it now. It's, I suck um, so much. It, it's not negative creep. That, that that's Nirvana. Um, not punk. Uh, still a very good song. But um, here I'm looking up. I all I know is that I used to listen. I used to own the, uh, oh, the uh, complete uh, Germs thing uh, that they put out not too long ago. Uh, Lexicon Devil. Yeah, it looks. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that. That's the one that. Um, uh, that I heard before, and this definitely super fast, super loose. Uh, mm. This was you know kind of of the albums I listened to, uh, except maybe the the next one. This was the most like straight up hardcore punk, uh, really at its its most basic. Uh, I believe this had uh, the dude who was in Black Flag, right? Or you know, I think that it's the same guy. Uh, I'm talking about Darby Crash. I fr- okay, maybe I'm ro- maybe I'm wrong. I'm getting the sense based on your tone that I'm wrong, <laughs> but um, yeah, I yeah, okay, I'm, I'm I'm wrong. I think oh, that I, I mean it, you I you never know with this type of stuff uh, who shows up where. I'm pretty um, sure the guy the guy who preceded Henry Rollins. Um, oh no, I I, I, I think, think eventually eventually talking he, about um Keith Morris. Or... Keith Morris. I think at one point, Circle Jerks. Sorry, that, that's yeah. what I was getting. Yeah. I knew <laughs> I was it was one of those. I knew he, it was one of those. Formed OG. the Circle Jerks. I'm pretty sure after Black Flag. He did. I got my. Yeah. I got, not only got my timeline mixed up. I got my bands. I got everything mixed up. I, I mean, um, it, like to, to, to be fair, like like all of these hardcore punk scenes were just very very uh, interconnected. You know, because like it was the the whole thing was almost completely DIY. You know, yeah. so you had all these musicians working with each other. You know, collaborating on different things, and sometimes they would leave and go from one band to another, yeah. what have you. So yeah, Ain't yeah. No so really, really enjoyed this. Uh, it was definitely a little bit more. Uh, some of the songs were a little bit more fast and loose than I like. You know, I think a lot of times punk is. Uh, because it's so simple and it's so noisy and kind of out of control, there's a lot of uh, uh, claims that they didn't know how to play their instruments, which frankly, in some cases, I don't know if that was too far off. That, that and... was actually the case with the germs. Um, okay, th- that's what it yeah. sounded like. It's, I was trying to be nice at first, but frankly, on some songs, it sounded like really uh, like disorganized beyond well, just 
uh, you know, beyond its you know so fitting the sound or whatever. Did you just re- did you just listen to GI or did you listen to like the compilation that they have? Oh, I just listened. I listened to I listened to only albums because I know there okay. were a number of different compilations that came up. Yeah, but I, there's uh, MIA, the complete anthology, which is usually what they have around on like streaming services. Last time I checked, mm-hmm. um, which if you listen to like I the, that was what I bought. And uh, the first track on that is this thing called, uh, track called Forming. And it, it is very apparent that they did not know how to play their instruments. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I also, if, if, you know, if we're talking about uh, interconnected bands, uh, I'm pretty sure the bassist from the Germs went on to go uh, start the Go-Go's, if I remember right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain. Um... Lorna Doom? Is it Lorna Doom? Uh, no. I, I, I'm almost certain that one of them, though, uh, went on to go start the Go-Go's. So, yeah. Anyway, so so it was it was a good album. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I definitely, overall, I enjoyed it. And it was, uh, it felt like the, this was formed via a ton of different demos. Because there were definitely uh, differing levels of quality, different... Um, different kind of sonic focuses within the hardcore umbrella you know definitely a consistent theme throughout but uh clearly it was a collection of different different songwriting sessions it didn't feel like a uh like if you listen to either one of minor threats you know first first two seven inches or whatever like it feels like there's a big difference between the first one and the the second one and obviously when when they came time to record their full-length album very very much uh you know very much out there you, you can hear the difference, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this kind of, it had a, a component of that, but it was definitely fast and loose. It was a pretty good way to start off my listening, nice. honestly. Nice, man. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, GI is an album that I've wanted to buy for a while, uh, because I actually ended up selling that MIA compilation, uh, just because a lot of it was, like, you know, some of those, like, half-form songs and stuff like that, that I was just, like, and I think sometimes it, it's sort of like um, in, like, Joy Division Substance, how like they include multiple uh, versions of the same track, which I, yeah. I just don't particularly care for. Like, yeah, same. Um, yeah, so I really wanted to get a copy of GI at some point, but uh, so I I took a different approach for my own. I sort of uh, decided I wanted to listen to you know some card hardcore punk, but I also wanted to listen to some mathcore and also some post hardcore. Um, so I'm just going to start off with hardcore punk, and I, I mean, I really didn't even, I, I think I looked through Rate Your Music too, um, but I think I just kind of wrote down a bunch of, um, you know, ones that sort of came to me as I was listening that I thought might be worth listening to as well. So, um, I'm going to go, uh, Negative Approach, Total Recall. Nice. Uh, yeah, they they were a, like, uh, hardcore band from Detroit, and, uh, this is sort of like a compilation of their entire discography. Um, it's God, it is fucking brutal. <laughs> it, it is like, it, it's like, you can sort of see um, almost like where converge and like people like that sort of get those vocals from with this band. Um, I mean, uh, the vocalist is uh, John Brannon. Um, and he just has this very, very aggressive timbre to his voice a lot of the time that really just, like, 
really get shit going. Like it's it, it's almost it's similar to Darby Crash and just that like you know that there's there's a lot of energy that sort of leads the band. Um, yeah, it was it was a really awesome compilation. Um, I think, but I think the live tracks that they did near the end, they had a handful of them. Like there's a couple in Boston even. Um, were, I thought were, were the best because it was just like. You, you, you know like it, it's sort of like the peak of like that lo-fi hardcore punk live recording aesthetic mm-hmm. that like things sound terrible but it just works so well and just, just sort of contributes to the overall music I don't I, I, I really loved some of those so a lot of fun nice um, that yeah, was... I, I, I've wanted to listen to this thing for like years now like i i I remember when i was first getting into hardcore punk and this was one of the albums that i put on my list to listen to and i never did so yeah i was i was gonna say negative definitely was a um i don't think it ended up on my short list but it was a a band that i considered because i I also have wanted to listen to them for a while actually Mm. interesting because i was watching an interview with one of the vocalists from despised icon and he was talking okay. about, because, you know, they were one of the most, if not the most important band for the evolution of Deathcore. And he was talking about how one of the bands that influenced them was, uh, I think it was Agnostic Front, Negative Approach. Like, they, they listed some of those hardcore bands, along with, you know, Suffocation and, and bands like that. That literally, they fused those two styles, so. Um, <clears throat> I Sort of related, did, didn't Despised Icon, like, just come out with a new album? Yeah, that, this, this was part of the, you know, like, the... Um, the, the promo for the new album. Oh. They, they did a uh, like a video talking about this because they've been around for quite a while now. Yeah, they, they've they've been around for a while. Yeah, I, they're they're another one of those bands I've I've really wanted to. I was thinking about giving a chance. Actually, while we're at it, um, like, do you have a number of albums that you wanted to talk about but didn't get the time to listen to? Because I, I I sort of wanted to list mine off right here while I'm remembering it. Um, sure. Yeah. I I have a. I have a list. There's a few that uh, I, I don't know much about, and I just had wrote down. Yeah. Um, so I listened to an, an album similar, kind of in the same vein as this, but uh, didn't get around to listen. It was uh, Bad Religion, No Control. Oh, uh, I've nice. never listened yeah. to a full Bad Religion album, but yeah, I listened, me to either. A, listened to an album that's somewhat in the same wheelhouse, which I'll talk about later, so didn't feel too bad. Um, His Hero is Gone, Monument to Thieves. Uh, it's kind of a, a, like a cru- post-hardcore type of thing. Yeah, yeah, so leaning like, like a little bit of crust pump, a little, little bit of DB, a little bit of sludge, but you know, definitely the post-hardcore. I think this. I don't think this was on Apple Music, which is why I was like, I'll get to it later, and then I never did. Um, and then today is the day sadness will prevail, which there are more genre tags on breakbeat music than I you could even shake a stick at. Um, and this was the only one. This was the one that sounded most interesting to me. It was the only one of their albums that wasn't on Apple Music, so I'm guessing there was some type of label to speak, or like label they didn't have the rights to. It, I don't know. Uh, but those are the three that I really wanted to get around to. Also, uh, Arise by Amoebix. Um, oh yeah. I don't know too much about the band. I, I've kind of read about them here and there. Uh, frankly, and this is gonna be kind of shallow. I mean, their music, from what I can see, sounds like it'll be really interesting. I think their logo is really cool. So whenever I see it, I'm always like, oh, that, you know, I should, I should listen to them because well, the, they, I mean, the, 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 they like burst out Crustbunk. I mean, yeah, exa- exactly. Like them, so. um, and I listened to, I guess I listened to one Crust album, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've, I've always liked 
Crust Punk, it's never been my favorite, so it wasn't one that I really prioritized that that much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get you. I So there were a couple of albums I put on my list that I didn't get to. Um, like number uh, the number 12 looks like you, the, uh, the album Mongrel, because mm-hmm. I'd always seen that, and I was like, I always thought that was a cool album cover. Yeah. And but what with their new album out, I thought it might be worth checking out, but I just, sure. I was like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Botch's uh, debut, American Nervoso, mm-hmm. and uh, Flipper's generic Flipper. Um, I, I've tried to listen to that album before. I just couldn't get into it, but I really want to give that a try at some point. But we might have to do a sequel to this episode just yeah, so I can listen not? to Flipper. Um, I really like that album. I haven't listened to it for a while, but I really like it. Yeah, I've, I've never heard anything bad about that album. And then uh, finally, uh, Crass's Penis Envy. Um, because I, I, Crass is one of those bands that like I've always like had like this admiration for, but I've never really listened to them. So... Uh, I kind of wanted to give them a shot at some point. But yeah, so um, what do you have up next? Uh, so like I mentioned, the next one is probably, uh, other than Germs, the most straightforward hardcore punk album. And this one definitely fit more um, more along the lines of, of what I like from hardcore punk. You know, it wasn't as you know blatantly like we're just kind of figuring out our instruments as we go as the germs and it kind of reminded me a lot of a little bit less melodic descendants a little bit more straightforward version of the descendants okay and uh i listened to it was a self-titled adolescence album um, oh yeah and, it's uh, amoeba and it's, it's, it's really good you know it was you know really nothing crazy to to highlight other than it was just a really straightforward uh you know, energetic, awesome hardcore punk album, and yeah, once again, the song uh, "Who Is Who" was on uh, Tony Ox American Wasteland. I love that song. Amoeba and is on. Um, I'm pretty sure the third one. Uh, right. I think so. Yeah, I, I recognize yeah. that. I didn't recognize that one as much, but um, and I think what's cool is that you can totally like with the Descendants. When I first bought the Descendants uh, album, Milo, Milo goes to college. I love that album. Uh, it is you know pe- people had said, hey, like this is a precursor to pop punk. And of course, when you listen to it with that mindset, and you're 13 years old like I was, and you already have heard bands like Blink 182, like this isn't pop punk. This sucks. But like <laughs> you know because I, I'm expecting super sugary like over the top choruses. But you can totally hear like songs like Who Is Who, and there are, you know a number on this album where you can totally hear where that started to take shape where you had yeah. like the the super catchy choruses you know they weren't like super melodic or about you know how like uh you know super lovesick or anything like that but it definitely took punk in a little bit more of a i guess organized is the word i want to say like it was a bit more about like songwriting wasn't just like hey we're, we're gonna play as many chords as we can and just kind of headbang uh not yeah. there's anything wrong with that but you just i, I I listened to this and was like, yeah, like this is why I love hardcore. Like you, this, you this is this is. You ever listened to the Bouncing Souls? Because uh, the, the, I've heard, I've listened to them before, not, not like a full album or anything. Yeah, because like the, the, they're definitely much more in that like pop punk precursor mm-hmm. type of option type of thing. Like they they have like there's a whole genre around them called like happy hardcore, I think. Happy hardcore, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I I want my hardcore to be angsty, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no that that that's um that's an album I used to listen to way way back when I was getting into hardcore punk. Like I can't remember the last time I've listened to it, but yeah, I fucking love that album. So um, nice. 
Yeah. All right. So I, uh, I mean, I'm just literally going in order of my list right now. So um, this is uh, the album Death Church by Rudimentary Peni. Oh, that's okay. so funny. I listened to that too. Oh, cool. So you should talk about that next. How about we just talk yeah, about it? We'll just it talk right about now? it together, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, this. I saw this, you know, because it's pretty high up on Rate Your Music. It is. And I'd never really delved too far into, like, anarcho-punk before. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned, like, Crass. Like, you know, like, I've just never gotten much into that. I, I think it's maybe just in, like, you know, me being biased. I, I think America kind of did punk better in my opinion yeah, and frankly i mean maybe i didn't dive too much in, in the lyrics so that probably didn't help but it just yeah. kind of sounded more like really british oh yeah well, i mean the, like the, that's the, they're, they're british band. like or i mean like yeah i just meant in terms of what distinguished it as like a narco punk or whatever it sounded like kind of a you know what you'd expect punk I, to sound like except like just highly well, british so i i think anarcho punk is more uh, defined by the politics, I would almost argue, because, like, Crass's whole thing was that, like, they were, like, kind of like a collective, mm-hmm. and that they had, like, this whole thing about, you know, the way they did everything. Almost like um, Henry Cow, but just, you know, sort of punk version of Henry Cow, in yeah. a way. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, I actually wrote my notes, is literally the first thing after Anarcho Punk. British as all hell. <laughs> it, it really was, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, the guy's just angry and just spitting and just the most beautiful, you know, British slang way I, I, I can even describe. Like, it was, I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. I, I can't say it was one of my favorites. Yeah. Out of here. I, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was a fun listen. Um, I, I think, you know, I wrote down that it's, it's like, it's really angry sounding, but it felt like, Musically, it didn't have the ferocity that I think hardcore punk usually has. Um, like it, it felt like it was just the vocals that that were really just really getting into it. Yeah, um, it was very, it was very good. Like just kind of you know full stop. Like we talked about this before. Yeah, like it was a good album, and I, I totally bet I'd be interested to, to look more into like the, the politics behind how they you know produce their music. Yeah, what have you? I, I mean. I, you know, if, if people are interested in British punk, I mean, I would I would suggest listen to the Exploited um, punk uh, punk never punk doesn't die. I think or no, I think it's called Punk is Dead. But then there's also uh, Let's Start a War. Said Maggie one day, which is mm-hmm. but th- those are two pretty formative albums for me, uh, as well as uh, Anti Nowhere League. They they famously have that um, uh, that song So What that Metallica covered. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which just look up the lyrics. It's it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, for to repeat, it, it was it was fine. Yeah, so yeah, for for, for sure. And I I think uh, I guess I probably put too much stock in you know the fact it's its own genre. I thought in narco punk there'd be something a little bit more distinct about it. Like there was maybe a different sound that carried with the message or with the movement. But there, it really there it really could be. But yeah, it just—I mean, it didn't stand out to me. Like it sounded very—it it was good, but it wasn't like oh, like I could totally distinguish this as an arco punk. Maybe it's because we were sort of—you might be conflating it with the whole oi movement. Sure, that happened yeah, in sure. Britain. Um, I, I don't really know. It's the thing. I—I'm I, much more well versed in like American hardcore punk. Yeah, um, for sure. Because again, I—I I honestly think that America did it better. Yeah, <laughs> I was—I was gonna say I—I I agree with what you said earlier. That it, yeah. I just—I—I I prefer it. Yeah, uh, for sure. N- n- not to say that 
Britain doesn't have good access. I mean, like, Discharge, you know, is fucking amazing, even though they've pretty much done the same album for their entire career. But, yeah. um, you know, Hear Nothing, See Nothing, Say Nothing is an album I still own and I love putting on. So, yeah, you know. Um, uh, speaking of Discharge and Hear Nothing, See Nothing, Say Nothing, okay. uh, I listened to that album. Oh, and, well, uh, good for you. Because I... Um, I mean, it wasn't like a shock what it was going to sound like because yeah. I had never listened to D-Beat before, uh, but obviously D-Beat, it, it's, it references a very specific aspect of the sound being the, the, yeah, the, 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 the D-Beat. You know, uh, yeah. It's something that obviously has been used um, in a number of other related genres. Um, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a very, very famous type of drumming. Um, I think... Uh, I watched a video with I almost positive it was the original drummer of uh, Discharge. This is when I was trying to learn. Like I watched a video on different blast beats, like you have the Gravity Blast and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was trying to learn what exactly is a D beat, uh, just so I could kind of understand it a little bit more. Um, and it really, uh, even though I wasn't, because I I don't want to say the fact that like. I wasn't surprised. I don't mean that as a negative. Like, it, it sounded... This album sounded exactly like I thought it was going to sound like. And to me, that was a good thing. Like, this is exactly what I wanted. It was, you know, a bunch of short tracks, just really aggressive. You know, I, I love that the DB... Like really simple riffs. Exactly. And I love yeah. that the, the DB was so prominent. Cause I, I love D-beats, and I think it obviously fit really well with this style. You know, this is where, you know, where it really it, started. I mean, they literally created Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, so, like... This style in general, uh, it, there's a reason that it caught on because it fits so well with this style of hardcore punk. I love the energy. I love that it was just one track after the other, just really simple, really straightforward. Um, you know, again, nothing super surprising. I wasn't, you know, like blown away, like, holy shit, like, I didn't, ex- like, I totally, I knew what I was getting myself into. And I was glad that I got exactly what I was looking for. And this, this is of the albums on the list, this is one of the first one I put down. This in germs, just I felt like the it was really yeah. glaring, really glaring I, that I hadn't listened to. These yeah, yet. I'm surprised that you because I mean, like I I like, yeah, I discharge was like like hear nothing, see nothing, say nothing was like one of the first punk albums I ever listened to, and like I, I think it was because um, I think they also have a cover that Metallica does on Garage Incorporated. Um, that that's surprisingly where I listened to a lot of punk. Uh, back in the day so um yeah no they I, that's a fucking great album great album cover too i think yes it's just that's a really cool yeah, yeah it's super well done uh i mean the, the the only thing is that you know it's it's so one note that like by the end of it you're you're pretty much done like there's yeah like for a, sure i i rarely feel the need to like put it on again so like for for, for a while anyway um, but yeah, free speech for the dumb is a great track as well. But Night- nightmare continues is is up there. They're all really good, just in different ways. Um, sometimes it's tough to tell. It's sort of like listening to grindcore almost. Yeah, that, like that's that's so a great sometimes way to put the, it. Yeah, like the, the the tracks sometimes bleed together, which I think is kind of a common thing in like this type of music mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's not like you're working with a, like a diverse toolkit, mm-hmm. um, you know, the diverse sonic palette, if you will. Uh, so my next one is um, sort of a skate punk band um, I, I I only looked this up because I, I think I was just skipping through the rate your music pages 
and I came across this and you know, the, the name sounded familiar and the album cover was just fucking nuts. So uh, the, the band's called D.I. and the uh, album's called uh, Horse Bites, Dog Cries. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I, I urge you to look up the album cover for this because it's it, like, I mean, this thing is skate punk like to its core. But like, if you look at it, if you look at the album cover, it's 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 a centaur. Like, it's it's a fucking centaur on the skate punk album cover. Um, <laughs> it was so. That's awesome. Oh my god! Like, it was. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, it, it like you know it, it kind of reminds me of like um like a Molly Hatchet album cover because like just the the image does not represent the music whatsoever. <laughs> um. But yeah, oh wow, is... that's that's interesting. Yeah, right. I would never have expected that. Yeah, but like a band like Di, like you, you know, how like it felt like every other hardcore band was like an acronym, you know. So yeah, uh, you know, Doa, you know, for, for example, or uh, what, what was Dri? Was I was probably oh, uh, I was probably do you run imbeciles? Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, these guys are just Di. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just dirty imbeciles. So, dirty imbeciles. Um, I love that. <laughs> possibly. That's but yeah, funny. so like this is like skate punk, sort of in the vein of like adolescence in a way. Sure. Um, like it has more of like a melodic edge to it. The uh, the vocalist is hilarious. Like he really just has some serious personality, and not in like this brutal way that like you know John Brandon did. Uh, it was more like um, it was it was really fucking goofy. Like, like mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, it's sometimes I, I think that was to the album's detriment. Uh, like I think the second track of this album is called uh, "Youth in Asia." Get it? Ha, ha. Oh, I get. It. Yeah. yeah, I know. Real, oh, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> I feel like everybody in the '80s made that joke. Yeah. Like like Megadeth has an album called "Youth in Asia" too. Um, but anyway, I like it, it. The the verse and the chorus on this thing are just ear grating. For me like because it was just like it, 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 he was speaking so fast and like it was just literally like the i think it was the lead vocals and the and the secondary vocals sort of trading off lines mm-hmm. uh but it was only a, a very short fragment of line that was repeated over and over again and it wouldn't end when you thought it would end so it just got annoying <laughs> um but th- that isn't to say that you should shy away from this. I think this is a fun album to listen to. And uh, one of the last tracks on it is called uh, Trapped in Bedrock, which is indeed a Flintstones reference. Uh, and you, you hear the you hear the vocalist go yabba-dabba-doo through it and uh, and t- talk about how hot Betty is and stuff like that. It's, I, I mean, I, as I, as a longtime Flintstones fan, I, I enjoyed it. You totally so. approve. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely approve. I think we need more Flintstones references in music. So, uh, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, considering how much they parodied music. So, uh, which we, we could we could almost have an episode about just bad Flintstones music. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the DI Horse Bites, Dog Cries, insane album cover, fun listen, maybe not one of the best albums that I listened to this week, but still fun. So nice, yeah. Sweet. Now where are you? Yeah. <laughs> where are you um, at? Yeah. So I was trying to get my place. Uh, yeah. Ah, there we go. Because it, it threw it threw me off because I was gonna go discharge the Runa Mary Penny because discharge yeah. came out first. 
So I was like, why am I out of work? It'd be funny if it was rudimentary penny, like, like as in like the, the currency. Like the currency. <laughs> rudimentary pennies. <laughs> um, oh my god, they, like, Frank Sinatra did the, he did the song, you know, rudimentary pennies from heaven. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, anyway. Very, uh, very attuned to his hardcore side. Yeah. I, I mean, not many people know about it, but <laughs> if you do the research. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah, so like I was talking about earlier, there was uh, another album that I felt was somewhat in the vein of Bad Religion, uh, kind of skate punk, definitely a precursor, if not straight up pop punk, uh, melodic hardcore. Um, I don't know, I was surprised to see this wasn't their highest, it was either not their highest rated or not their most rated album, but this is the one I've always been aware of, never listened to it, uh, I think it just, it didn't seem to... It, it didn't appear to have the same melodic edge as bands like Blink-182 and Newfound Glory, which I love back in the day. But this is How to Clean Everything by Propagandi. Um, okay. N- never listened to it until now. And this is the kind of pop punk I can get behind even still today. Like, this just really had a, uh, a super fun vibe to it. But also, uh, I-, I think pop punk definitely became... Um, like its own thing like almost like you could there were punk roots like it, it still was punk but it really uh, it, it was as far removed from it as it could be with that with while still being somewhat in the wheelhouse like this definitely still had a punk edge a hardcore spirit you know a lot of the um you know a lot of the riffs were legitimate hardcore punk riffs like yeah there was some melody and it was something that affected or something that they incorporated with the choruses as well as um, the verses and just the general riffs, but it, it was very much a punk album through and through. Uh, definitely longer than I, I thought it would be, which is something I, by the by the end I was a little bit ready for it to be done only because thirty three um, minutes. Yeah, I don't know. It just it had a feel to it that I I can't really. Um, how can I put it? Like, like the songs weren't the songs themselves weren't that short. Like, a lot of mm-hmm. these albums blew by, whereas these, like, the songs were a lot longer uh, in re- relative to the other other songs I listened to. And I think that by the end, they, it started getting a little goofy. Like, I forget, I think they covered, there's a, a, a song they covered that I didn't really... Oh, yeah, I, I Want You to Want Me. Yeah, like exactly. That that really, I don't I don't love that song uh, <laughs> as is. And yeah. I think that towards the end, it just started getting a little... Because I'm pretty sure that is just. Let, let me make sure I'm remembering the the, the sequence right. Um, it's supposed. It, it says. Oh, you know what? Last... You know what? There were some bonus tracks. Uh, yeah. On the end, that just kind of. And I think that'll that'll do it, man. Yeah, I think some of them were legitimate bonus tracks, which is why I listened through, and then there was like an acoustic version of that cover I didn't like to begin with. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> But yeah, like obviously, I'm not saying it was like super long, but definitely in relation to other albums and kind of the towards the end, I was like, okay, like I just I, I feel like I, they accomplished everything that I was hoping they would accomplish. But definitely was glad I gave gave it a listen. It's one of my favorite pop punk albums I've heard in a in a little while now. Nice. I I, I don't know if you okay. I this doesn't show up in the um in the track listing for the album, but apparently they have like. Uh, they have a track named uh, "Homophobes Are Just Mad" because they can't get laid. 
which, which is just a great name for a song. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, they, 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 there are a couple of these. I See, I, I only know uh, Propagandi from their latest album victory lap because mm-hmm. of the uh the the you know the album cover because of the uh the, the picture of the roller coaster yeah uh, being the sea yeah uh a lot of people use that for an album cover <laughs> yeah so yeah um, I, I remember that um i remember that making the rounds and people i think most people who were fans of them said that it was a pretty good album it wasn't great but it, it was it was pretty good because yeah, i think I, I think that was they had reunited I, I don't I don't I think they had taken a break up until that point. I, I could mean, be wrong. Wikipedia says that they've been going strong since 86. So someone uh, somewhere or uh, I read a review that made it seem like it was either their last or they interesting. Okay, so I guess I've misinformed, but that's fine. I mean Wikipedia. So, you know. Well, <laughs> also frankly the you know Victory Lap kind of does insinuate that. So maybe, maybe maybe that's what I read into that this was kind of their like farewell. But anyway, like, I was wrong. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to start speeding up a little bit. We're at 36 minutes. So, um, I can do that pretty okay. easily. Yeah. So, um, my next one's Poison Idea, Feel the Darkness. Oh, nice. Which, yeah. I, I, I wanted to do, um, just 80s hardcore punk, but, uh, I, this one, I think it was like 1990 and, uh, I really liked the album cover and it was higher rated than the other poison idea album from the 80s so i just went with it um it's a cool album uh you know it's it kind of has like this thrashy edge to it um the singer at points i I swear was almost like he sounded almost exactly like damian abraham uh aka pink eyes from fucked up oh interesting Uh, yeah there there are points that i was just like wait is who, who is this singing like even though obviously these guys predate fucked up by uh, a, a good number of years. Um, yeah, they, the I I would say the only thing that annoyed me about this was that like you know uh, similar to that propaganda album they had uh, bonus tracks and uh, one of them so they they didn't include just one cover but they did two covers of we got the beat by the Go Go's which I I don't think is a bad song uh, but you know uh, it's I I don't really want to hear it twice. Uh, but the one of them was a joke cover that like they replaced the lyrics with all like you know naughty things basically. So it's called "Crack Smoking Freak" instead of "We Got the Beat," <laughs> uh, and it, it it goes over surprisingly well. But it's still just a lot of those bonus tracks kind of just tired me out after a while. Yeah. Um, but still, cool listen. So nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of I've heard of Poison Idea before, but uh, um. I, th- I think this they were signed to Southern Lord or Southern Lord uh, re-released yeah. a lot of their stuff and yep. I, I was thinking maybe I should check it out because I think they were pretty cheap but I never did so I'll have to I'll have to listen to them yeah it's, um, it's worth it it's definitely worth it so um, yeah so the, this this next one is uh, a band I have heard about forever and there are some people when I used to write for the new review uh, there were some people who swore by this band they were they're like an OG American metalcore band and oh. this is their highest rated uh, highest rated album I, if I remember correctly it was the one that I recognize most actually no there's another one with an uh, that's the album cover is more iconic but this one was most oh, is, it, is it Modern Life is War no I, I actually I've listened to them before I, I like them but this is yeah. Where Blood and Fire Brings Rest by Zhao oh okay um, yeah they are like a, a really famous 
uh, at one point Christian metalcore band. I, I was reading into it, and I guess yeah. I guess that has been you know they've been some internal debate whether or not they're a Christian band. I guess they never no longer consider themselves Christian, but they were one of the first like you know um, Christian metalcore bands back in the day, which now is kind of its own subgenre. Yeah, uh, and they. Um, you know, they've been around for a while, and I, I guess they're still going. But they were signed to Tooth and Nail and Solid State, which is a really famous, uh, you know, Christian label. Um, mm. Obviously, you can't really hear much of the lyrics, but just kind of interesting because uh, that was a scene I was really into in high school. Bands like A Plea for Purging, For Today, SLA Dying, uh, you yeah. know, bands like that that I was really De- into. Devil Wear Prada, Devil yeah. Prada, yeah, yeah. Um, and this. Um, it it was kind of I'm trying to be I'm trying to be fair or trying not to be too harsh because obviously this came out at a time where this style of metacore was relatively new, but to me this was a this was meat and potatoes to a fault personally. Like this was as it was really well written, well executed, well, well played, all that stuff. But it was about as basic, you know. 2000 the late 90s early 2000s metal cores you could get and mm. it kind of just if by the end i was ready for it to be over i felt like i accomplished i felt like it achieved everything with me that it was going to achieve pretty early on like by the halfway point definitely very good i think if you like metalcore this is a, a really great album to listen to oh god i'm looking at the album cover of this and like the logo this thing is so just oh it is such a product of its time it's not yeah. even funny uh, but and, I, I, it, it's kind of glorious. In, yeah, in it, really, way, it really so. is. It, the, the album cover, I forget what it's called, with the eye on it, uh, that's the one that I recognize more, but this one was rated more highly. I forget what that one's called. But yeah, that, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking through them right now. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but definitely definitely glad I listened to it because this is a band I've wanted to listen to forever. Oh, I think it's, uh, yeah, Liberate to X and Furnace was, uh, is the album cover that I okay. recognize. All right. The, 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 that's a little better. It's still kind of goofy, but uh-huh. you know, got, gotta gotta love that time. I I really I honestly I really want to do an episode where we just listen to our old, the old music that we used to listen to as like high schoolers. Because, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I, I think that would just be so much fun. Um, <laughs> because I, I know that I have a lot of cringy music from that era. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, th- th- that's cool. I I I've known about Zhao. A little bit i've never really listened to them either um you know i they're just one of those bands that always comes up when you hear someone talking about like you know metalcore but like somebody who's like a little more like underground yes yeah. because like i i mean i never saw these guys on the same level as like you know as i lay dying so um, n- not to say that you know i i think one is worse mind you i i don't really you know, I can't really make an opinion yeah. at this point in time. Um, anyway, uh, but, 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 oh, okay. So next one, uh, the faith slash void. Uh, it's a the faith void split. It's kind of like oh, a legendary. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's a legendary. I've never seen that either, album. but that's that's really well known. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's pretty like it, it, a lot of it's like there are parts of it that that, that sound kind of proto metalcore almost. Uh huh. Um, uh, and what I mean, like, by metalcore is, like, you know, like, original metalcore, like, metallic hardcore, um, i.e., like, Converge, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, I, like, it, it's a very, very light influence, I would say, um, uh, I, 
it's it's weird, but Apple Music actually splits it up between so the faith have one side and the void have like it, so, so it's two different albums basically oh interesting and, and they're both 15 minutes long um i i found the void side to be more interesting than the faith side um but then again i like i was expecting to be just blown away by this because like sort of the way it was like positioned in rate your music i was like like this is like guaranteed you know love for me you know um but it, it was it was just fine you know mm-hmm. it, it was yeah so that's i'll have to listen to uh, that's another one i've been meaning to listen to uh yeah I mean, you know it's very well regarded but never 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 put it on it, yeah it's it's worth it's worth listening to i mean it, it's uh i'm pretty sure it's on Dis- it was on discord so you know it's part of that whole like scene dc scene i'm pretty sure yeah you know so you, you, you sort of can't go wrong in that way but mm-hmm. Anyway, nice. yeah. Uh, so I have two more artists to talk about. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna. I this is I mentioned earlier that I listened to one artist. All three of their albums all were like twenty-ish minutes long. Yeah. Um, and I like them all pretty much equally. I would say they're self-titled. I enjoy the most, and this is a band called Orchid. So oh. Chaos is Me was their first album. Then Dance Tonight, Revolution Tomorrow, and then their self-titled between. 99, 2000, 2002. And they fit into a niche genre which has become more popular in the last few years from my vantage point called emo violence. It's kind of, it pairs screamo with power violence. Okay. And honestly, the styles fit together pretty well. I think the, the elements of either genre, it, it's kind of a weird messed up jigsaw puzzle that, that just kind of works. Because you have the energy and kind of the unbridled like over emotion of screamo and then you have kind of power violence being um like hardcore meets grindcore in a way or like or kind of like voracious grindcore with hardcore roots i guess to put it you know a little bit too simply perhaps and they fit together really well like it's very noisy overly emotive kind of over the top very theatrical and just really good very raw uh, i liked it a lot again it was really easy to listen to each of the albums was only 20 minutes long my favorite was the self-title because they incorporated more they calmed down a little bit there were more elements of post-hardcore and it kind of it felt a little bit more dynamic but i really liked all these like they were really fun quick hitting listens uh i was they were a band i wanted to listen to forever and i really really enjoyed it the, this, the album cover for their self-titled album is uh interesting yeah, all, all their album covers like they're they're a they're a weird band. Uh, I mean, I, I like the the debut. Like I, I'm like, oh, th- th- that's such a screamo album cover. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's kind of the quintessential like screamo album in a way. And apparently yeah. produced by Kurt Ballou. So yeah, he he produced and they all sound pretty good for the you know they definitely sound like you know in their in their time. Um, yeah, uh, that that's interesting, dude. Yeah, I, I've just I, I think I've heard of these guys, but you know, I've never really listened to a whole lot of emo. Uh-huh. So I, I've probably shied away from it. Uh, you know, like I like I've never listened to American football. Like, you know, I will say it. I, I probably should, but I just have not. So <laughs> Um so my, my, my final hardcore punk album, but not my final album, um, is uh Wrong by the band No Means No. Um, because I, I've I've seen this album show up on the ch- at like the top of the charts like almost every single time, and I've never listened to it. 
uh, and the album cover is just weird looking and so and they it's described as hardcore punk but also kind of post hardcore so i was thinking something kind of like husker do mm-hmm. um this thing was really good like I, I really the only thing i can fault to it is that it was a little long like it was just over an hour which i'm like just an over an hour of like kind of out there hardcore punk is is just a lot um you know to, to sort of go with but yeah it was it was a really really fun listen uh the singer kind of sounds like elvis like kind of like a punk elvis like similar to like daughters almost uh which we'll get to daughters in a little bit but um yeah it it was it was a really cool uh really really cool listen like just has like this post-hardcore edge to everything that they did um just a lot of like really interesting experimentation but it didn't get to like levels of like fugazi experimentation where mm-hmm. like you know it, it felt like that they were taking that and making it into a whole different song it was more like the, these were sort of ways that they were sort of like sculpting the song in a way and streamlining uh-huh. it uh, super energetic music just really really a lot of fun I, I really want to buy this at some point because it was it was just so cool to listen to and it, it was actually the first album I listened to for this episode so and i was like just so psyched to start off on the right foot so <laughs> nice yeah what's the name of the album again uh wrong and they uh, it has uh it has just i think it just has a picture of a cow on it interesting just, just like a cow head <laughs> yeah the painting sound familiar i don't i don't know if yeah, i they, know that no means no is one word um, oh yes yes okay i was gonna say that sounds really familiar but yeah i feel like i remember having the same exact this is when i was really getting into post hardcore uh, i had the same exact experience where i liked it but i just felt it was too long uh, yeah or it just by the end well, uh, so i'm lucky i'm looking at so apparently this uh wikipedia list says 40 minutes uh but oh you know what it is so i think they they did a couple of reissues that added a couple tracks that mm-hmm. ended up being like 10 minutes each for those oh, reissues. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's probably why. But uh, there's some great tracks on it. Uh, there's a song called Big Dick, which is just, again, great, great name for a yeah, song. There you go. So, uh, it, it, it's actually like, like the you know, for a band that's called No Means No and to have like, you know, a picture of a cow, you know, kind of like on your album cover, like, you know, you, you you, you get the idea that, that there's there's a lot of like politics kind of yeah uh, at least it, th- that's what I've sort of always read from like from this band but um they they really have a sense of humor though so mm-hmm. you know definitely worth it yeah nice yeah sweet so I have one more band to talk about this was a meme band back in high school that everyone thought was hilarious. I remember listening to it a little bit back then, and, and what I remember it sounding back, or what it sounded like back in high school to me, like early high school, versus what it sounds like now, it's kind of hilarious. Like, I thought this was, like, the craziest, weirdest thing ever, which, it's a little weird, but nothing crazy. Uh, this, I guess, what you would call it, like, noise core, uh, kind of, like, weird, the weirder side of math core and grindcore. Sissy Spacek? No, this is uh, Plague Soundscapes by The Locust. Uh, oh fuck! Like I that, love that album. The famous uh, or infamous, depending on how you want to look at synth punk, noise core I, kind of I, band. I, did, I didn't know that they they were like a living meme. That, that's funny. Oh, it, just within my circle of friends, they were like LOL because they dressed like bugs and they kind of like yeah, weird okay, album yeah, cover. I, 
This was yeah. one of the best like noise core, avant-garde math core, whatever albums I've I've heard. Because yeah. something that I feel like that genre is missing is sometimes it's a little bit too I guess you might say treble treble focused or a little bit too it kinda it's more it focuses more on like the high end. Yeah, of sound. yeah, exactly. It's more mathy and whatnot. This had some really nice grooves and some really nice low end. Like it, you had all like the crazy like flashy guitar work and like the really zany, off the wall stuff. But then it was really rooted in some nice um, percussive, groovy, almost like quasi breakdown type stuff. I love this album. Like this yeah. was really catchy, really really good. It's a fucking great album. I listened to this for the first time. I think last year and just adored it uh I, I totally forgot about it until now actually but yeah it's oh god it's so good uh yeah highly recommend i i i should really buy this album at some point <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's great great stuff i i'm actually gonna say this because i i really just want to remember to buy that album at some point because <laughs> i i like you know it, it you know how sometimes like when you you know after you've been listening to music as like you know as avidly as we have you know sometimes it's tough to find uh an album that really like gets you excited yeah and like this was an album that just like blew my fucking head off so and i love it i love Mm -hmm. it for that so nice nice picks man um so i have four more i technically five more but two are of the same band so um i'm just gonna stream on through them uh first one fuck the fat well so um uh, this is Mathcore now. I started mm-hmm. moving over Mathcore. Fuck the Facts, uh, Stigmata High Five, uh, which Fuck the Facts are kind of like this weird grindcore, Mathcore kind of Yeah, I love, I love them. They're great. Yeah, uh, I, I've wanted to listen to Stigmata High Five for so many years now, and I just never did. And uh, it, it was a fun listen. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it, I, I felt like a lot of the albums that I'm going to be talking about were more, um, or at least two of them but one of them uh was more of like a grower than a shower if you mm-hmm. will that like you know I, I like it's not going to catch you from like the first song but i found as i kept listening to stigmata high five i really was grooving on it um i really just want to give them another listen um then next was uh daughters i so i'd only listened to daughter's self-titled album and their latest obviously mm-hmm. um but I never listened to Canada songs or Hell songs, which are their debut and sophomore albums, respectively. Uh, so I decided to just do that. And uh, Canada songs is literally like ten minutes long, uh, and Hell songs is twenty. So I just kind of, you know, piled them together. Mm-hmm. This was really, really good. Like, just kind of like that same energy, that same like depressing, chaotic, uh, you know, just like bash you over the head with a sock full of pennies type of like harshness mm-hmm. they, they they really bring that in every single album um though i think the difference is that canada songs uh, the singer doesn't have like that elvis type of twang that mm-hmm. he brings uh to later albums whereas hell songs does uh, but not to say that canada songs isn't worth listening to because if you like really really chaotic math core a la like Psyopus, you know um the like canada songs is totally worth a listen and hell songs was equally good and some of the some of the fucking track names were just so funny sounding like on hell songs um there's there's a track called crotch party i think (laughs) 
and uh, then there's I think that the opening track is called like um, uh, I listened to the I listened to the band Daughters and all I got was this stupid song or it was something like that. Uh, it, it was just really like like just kind of kind of weird, quirky, just awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I. Honestly, if their albums didn't cost so much money, if their previous albums didn't cost so much money, I would buy their entire discography right now because uh, I think they're just that good of a band. But, you know, here we are. But um, So two more. Gaza. I don't care where I go when I die. Because uh, I... So a while you turned me on to No Absolutes and Human Suffering mm-hmm. um, years ago, which I, I love that album. I think it's mm-hmm. so good. Uh, I think anybody who's interested in sort of, you know, sort of the best of what all these genres has to offer, like, that is it. Like, that's a great album. But I I never listened to any of their albums before that. So I kind of wanted to just listen to this thing. So it was super good. I, I really liked how they sort of blended all these different sounds together. Like, you know, you got some grind going on, you got some mathcore going on, but then it's all kind of enveloped in like this post-hardcore structure almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just some really interesting sonic moments, uh, like the, the title track in particular. Like, I it was it was like a demon spitting kind of <laughs> like it, 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 there were some really weird sounding parts that I like. I like I I love me some weird noises, so I was yeah. like all up for it. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's as good as No Absolutes and Human Suffering, but still really good. So, nice. finally, though, uh, and I'm probably, I would say this is probably my favorite album that I listened to, just because I think there's so much potential in it. Um, and it's one I've been wanting to listen to for a while. And this is the only post-hardcore album I listened to this week. Um, Unwound, Leaves Turned Inside You. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. I, I Have you listened to this before? I haven't listened to it, but I've heard really good. And it's It comes up a lot when you search through post-art. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, you know, I'd always heard good things about it. I remember, I think, Oliver from Deep Cuts on his post-hardcore video, uh, you know, put this album on there, too. Um, and I, I've tried to listen to it before, but, like, the opening track, We Invent You, is kind of off-putting. Like, it's just, like, this loud synth drone. Um, for like three minutes straight almost it's a very strange opening track interesting um, yeah but you know i and i was you know for like the first half of this album i was like this is this is considered one of the best post hardcore albums i'm like what what the fuck <laughs> like i it, and not to say that it was bad but it just it felt like it wasn't to the level of like you know some of the other really legendary you know, post hardcore acts like you know, uh, like Drive Like Yahoo or like a, um, you know, even like Frodus's, you know, and we washed our weapons in the sea. You yeah. know, like like the, it just felt like it didn't have that type of energy. But I think that's just because there's a lot of experimentation going on here, and this is their final album as well. So I think it's just that you know, I think they're coming at it from a very different angle. Sure. Um, you know, but once I got uh, to the track Scarlet. Uh, you know, which is about halfway through, I was really digging this thing. Scarlet really changed sort of my thoughts about this album uh, and sort of the tracks that followed it, especially the 10-minute the song, Beneath the Salt, which isn't even available on Apple Music. I actually had to look it up on YouTube and, like, pause the album on Apple Music and then replay it, you know, basically. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, that, 
all really, really cool songs. Just interesting how they use that 10 minute runtime to make something just super complex, uh, just musically. Like, and what I mean, it's like not like, you know, um, lots of irregular time signatures or what have you. Uh, you know, we're talking about just sort of, you know, using a lot of subtlety in music. So uh, it was really cool. Again, you know, similar to. Uh, like fuck the facts. It was it was a grower, not a shower, mm-hmm. uh, for me. But it was a really really intense listen, uh, and I just want to listen to it again, just because I I feel like it's one of those albums that I think you sort of discover a little more about it every single time. In uh, which is one of my favorite things about you know uh, listening to these type of albums is that like you know just. Be, being able to explore it again and again and you know um still find new things so for sure yeah so that's all i have and Sweet. uh we are at exactly an hour right now so uh scoots why don't you uh tell me about your album of the week this week while i actually go find mine so <laughs> yeah this uh this album i've known about this artist for a while heard really good things decided to try out his new album which I guess is a bit different, a bit more adventurous, uh, and it is um, the quasi-self-titled album by Michael Kiwanuka, called Kiwanuka, and kind of like neo-soul, but very, it's it's psychedelic, it's, I, I know psychedelic kind of bears a specific name to it, but just, it's very, it feels like very... 70s inspired soul like not way over the top like huge effects psychedelic but just really he has a beautiful beautiful voice very powerful but subtle when he needs it to be just a very dynamic you know sometimes soul singers just have one you know they they can sing normal and then super loud like he definitely has a lot of vibrancy to his voice he has a lot of energy and then he can be really quiet and then he can be kind of sultry then he can be super powerful Um, and the music itself had a lot of interesting segues and it felt like the whole album flowed like a narrative it really like there were moments where it was a little bit quieter and then he had some really nice interludes and kind of uh reprises that helped to flow the album even more i was a big big fan of this and really really glad i finally checked him out because i've heard nothing good things about him and you know just never checked him out came out this year or yeah came out uh i think about a month ago or or a little while back wow all right well, that's really cool, man. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out mine. So um, because I, I've been listening through uh, that that Luke Ferrari compilation box set that mm-hmm. I bought uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm still not through it. I still have like two more discs to go. I think no, no, I have three more, <laughs> possibly. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a long one. They, like each of those are like fifty to seventy minutes long, so I can only get it through like one a day. <laughs> but okay. those are really good. But um, I think my album of the week is uh, the like one of the later uh, How to Dress Well albums called uh, Care. Oh, cool. So, yeah, um, you know this is a little more poppy for for Tom Krell. Um, you know, but I, listening to it again, I I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I just had it on in the car. It's it's such a nice listen, and mm-hmm. you know it's. You, you know how like sometimes when you listen to an album at a certain time of the year, it kind of sticks in your head like that. Yeah. Uh, 
for me, how to dress well has always been like winter music. Um, like because like the first time I I listened to uh, what is this heart. I was, you know, I, I was driving to the gym in like the middle of January, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's, and I remember when this came out, uh, when I bought it, uh, it was super cold then too, as I was driving away from Bulmos, I think, mm-hmm. and so you know, just it, it was like, you know, this week it's been like, you know, thirteen degrees sometimes, you know, it's been it's been gorgeous, yeah. um, <laughs> well, for, for if you're a masochist like myself. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so you know, just having that on in the cold, it was just it, it, it really just vibed well with me. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you I, I think you, you said you hadn't really listened to this, right? I, uh, I liked it, but it didn't stick with me the same way as Total Loss or how you know what is this heart? Yeah, uh, which I mean, I need to I listen totally to it again. It. Yeah, it, it's it's worth another listen. So, like, sweet. Yeah, the, there's uh, there's some great tracks on Burning Up is one of my favorites, um, as well as. Uh, um, oh God, I think it's called Lost Lost Youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is like I think it's the lead single from it. Yeah, just really really fun, fun beautiful listen, and uh, I can't wait to see what Tom Carell has to come out with uh, possibly next year. So hopefully, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we will be back next week. All right, thanks a lot. Right, bye bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pod- Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, We're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that. Uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Seishira Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.